Anne. I'm Missy. Welcome to Book Booze Friends. We're two chicks drink booze and talk book boyfriends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Book Booze Friends. Oh, I'm out of ice. <laughs> Missy has oh, just discovered she's out of ice. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we are here today after we've literally, I think, spent the last hour and a half just chatting before I even started recording. <laughs> um it happens. Well, I mean, we don't see each other anymore. <laughs> so it's like this once a week that we get together is like first we chat, then we record, and then we chat some more. Right. Um, I know, right? So we're here. I mean, and it's not <laughs> like we don't talk on the like we don't text or anything, but it's, it's different. different when you can like sit and like it's- actually have a conversation versus just texting your each other. Exactly. Okay. So back to our regularly scheduled program. Um, So this (laughs) week we actually got it right. (laughs) Um, So remember last time we talked about Raphael and we got it mixed up. (laughs) I know what's the update. (laughs) So I did finish the book. I went back. And I don't remember what I rated it on Goodreads. I'd have to go and look, honestly. But I mean, I did enjoy it pretty much for the same reasons that I mentioned that mm-hmm. I liked it, you know, the whole like the world building and like a different type of structure right. and everything. I still right. really did not love the whole the language portion, essentially, where they just oh. they were super formal, even though, again, I get it. I just didn't mm-hmm. love that it was super formal. Um, but I mean, I finished it and I enjoyed it. I don't know that I'll continue reading. I haven't quite decided yet. Like part of me wants to, because again, I think I'm pretty sure we said that was her first book. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it always gets. Or if, yeah, if not her very first, then like one of, one of her, yeah. one of her. So, yeah. I haven't quite decided yet if I want to continue, continue or not. And currently I'm not because I have enough other stuff that I'm trying to read. Um, yeah, no shit. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's cool that you finished it, though. Yeah, I did go back and finish it. So, that, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that is cool that you finished it and that you actually liked it and it wasn't... It wasn't It wasn't terrible. What you thought. Yeah, like, I what mean, you thought. Like, I ended up enjoying it and I'm glad that I did finish right. it because I did, like, enjoy kind of, like, that culmination and how it comes together and everything. But, yeah. So... Right. But do you see how I said there was a... It, there was a ending, but it wasn't an ending? Yeah, it's because series arc. You can tell that she's setting yeah. up for a much larger series arc. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, so but today we're reading Settling the Score, right? Yeah, Settling the Score. So it's book one in the Summer Games by R.S. Gray. And we decided to pick this actually. Well. It's okay. technically book one. No, not really. Well, I feel like they're kind of interchangeable. Um, no, no, no. I'm not even talking about that one. Well, technically, like some of the characters you oh, actually meet in an earlier book. No, but I'm saying like. Because settling the score is part of summer games, which I think it was yes. different than like scoring wilder. Yeah. Or whatever. But summer games is two. So yeah. Scoring, um, yeah. So summer games is two books. Yeah. We picked it because the Beijing Winter Olympics, when we made this decision, was going on. Obviously, <laughs> we are a little behind the times. Um right. that's what a move will do and when life intrudes, to be honest. Exactly. Um, Because we had obviously planned to record this much sooner than now and, well, life. (laughs) It happens. That's all it comes down to. Life Life happens. So before we get too invested in the 
talking, I guess. I don't even know. Like, I'm struggling with words today. Missy can verify. It happens. Um, oh, yeah. It happens. Before we get too far in, you know, normally we talk about what we're drinking, but I'm going to be honest. I think we're both pretty boring today because, yeah. one, it's a book about the Olympics, and I don't really think you're going to find a ton of, like... Actually, that's not true. There is some in there. I remember that. Like, there's some beers, I think, and, like, a few mixed drinks. there's, like, a lot. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like, I can't... I didn't pay attention to that, I'm going to be honest. Well, no, because (laughs) remember when we first started this journey, it was like, hey, Missy, you're in charge of all the drinking stuff, Mm. right? But we didn't also think life would happen. True. True, true, true. Right? So, like, there's um, strawberry banana protein shakes, there's sangria, there's scotch, there's cocktails, there's fireball whiskey, there's shots, there's sports drinks, there's ginger ale, there's champagne, there's wine. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy shit in here. Beer, water. No kidding. Yeah, so, like. Coffee. I'm drinking water. Yeah. It's technically still morning here, so I'm drinking water. Because I just. I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually drinking um, Gold Peak sweet tea with water mixed in. So we're well. Sometimes they're too sweet. I say we're just lame today. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, we're just yeah. <laughs> Plus, I've had um, I've been yeah, I've had some cocktails this week. So what you're saying is you're trying to take a step back. Yeah, my liver is screaming. <laughs> it needs a break. Yeah, it just needs a break. Not that like. It was bad. It was just, you know, a glass or two with dinner all week. So it needs a break before the weekend. <laughs> when you're going to, instead of a glass or two, it's a bottle or two. <laughs> Not by myself. <laughs> That's only like when I mow the lawn. <laughs> Let's be serious here. That's only when I mow the lawn. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. So what's settling the score about? So, like I said, it is about the summer games. The ones that took place in Rio. Yes. What was that like? Oh, man. I didn't write that ago, one down. Eight years ago, something like that. I can't Hold remember. But it was, she wrote it based on when the Rio Olympics are going on. I can't remember what year that was because. Hold on. You know. Shit's happened. Yeah. And so, like I said, we picked Rio, it because of the Beijing summer. Winter Olympics that were going on earlier this year. Olympics. Um, they happened in 2016. Wanted, 2016. Okay. So, six years. 2016. I was right. Um, yeah. 2016. So, we picked it for that reason. Obviously, we're a little late. But even still, like, it's kind of interesting. I have, like, a lot of thoughts on reading this book now after having the Summer Olympics that just happened last year. Um, and I'll, I'll circle back around to that. So pretty much the whole premise of the book is the two mains are Olympic level athletes. <laughs> um, they're in Rio. They're there to compete in their events. Our heroine, Andy is a soccer player for the U S women's national team. And the hero is a swimmer from Britain. And mm-hmm. pretty much just is kind of this whole, like, They're super attracted to each other. She specifically doesn't want to get involved, especially when she finds out that he, his name is Freddie or Frederick. um, Freddie um, is betrothed to someone else and like finds out that he's like kind of this well-known British person. And so there's a lot of back and forth between them. 
Um, there's a little bit of scandal involved. I did, like, I had forgotten, because I've read this book before. I had forgotten some of the stuff that, um, like, happened. But as I was reading, I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, is this where this happened? And actually, I was correct. So I was actually really proud of myself for, as I was reading, remembering. Because um, I think I read this like a year or two after it first came out. I'm trying to remember now. I actually read it in 2016 when it first came so out. Like, I don't think it was 2016 for me. I think it yeah. was about two years after. Um, yeah, because I'm a weirdo. But pretty much like it's just following them as they compete, um, as they deal with not only like the level of competition, but also like the outside forces that are trying to tear them apart and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, or just in general life in Olympic Village. Yeah, like, and that's that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, when we yeah. when we start talking Olympic about like, the story itself, I have have a lot of thoughts. Um, yeah, and so yeah, like it's kind of interesting because I feel like a lot of times whenever you see sports books, like really, I mean, I say this as a sports romance writer, <laughs> like you see pretty much hockey or football. Uh-huh. Like those are your two mains, and then after that, you start to get baseball and basketball. Yeah, And then after that is when you start to maybe get some of the other ones. Like I've seen rugby. I've seen um, soccer, obviously. But I've also, I feel like there's another sport I've seen. I can't think of what one it is right now. Um, But like soccer is really. Car racing. Yeah, race car. Yeah, that's. But like, you know, soccer is just not one that. Rich prick. With soccer. But like if you think about it, like when you think sports romance, you're probably going to think more of football or hockey first. Just because they're so oh, much yeah. more prevalent. Um, right. Prevalent, I guess I should say, not prevalent. It's okay. <laughs> um, you can say prevalent. That's fine. And so it's... It's okay. Like, it's kind of refreshing that when she's writing a book about the Olympics, instead of going for, like, some of the big name stuff, which, I mean, I guess to be fair, like, U.S. women's national soccer is actually pretty legit. Like, they've done really well in their last few matchups with anything, mm-hmm. not just Olympics. Um, but like, you just don't see it that often. So it's kind of really refreshing to not only have like a, a heroine that's like the star, but also the right. hero is in a not as well known. I was thinking swimming cause Sarah Nay does have, um, swimmers. Oh, she does. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's like a separate series or at least she has one book that the main character is a swimmer. It's called stroke. Right. Um, yeah. so Yeah. So I guess we can go on and just segue into just talking about it because I don't want to give away too much for anybody that hasn't read it because it is a fun read. Um, it is. Like it's it's like, as you mentioned, like kind of that glimpse into the Olympic Village. You have like these two high octane athletes and it's not just the romance. Like Dude, it's, it's stop. It's, You're giving it all away. It's the other stuff. So like, yeah. Um. So what I kind of really wanted to mention, like after rereading this, so like as, as you, Missy, know, I'm on TikTok. Uh-huh. I don't know if everybody out there knows that I'm on TikTok. Not as much recently, but when the Summer Olympics were going on, I was on TikTok a lot. And I saw a lot of Olympics-related TikToks. Specifically, I can't think of the girl's name. I can see her in my head. She is a rugby player from the U.S. Like her account went completely viral. And she just did all these TikToks on like the behind-the-scenes living in the Olympic Village. Oh, yeah. And um, super interesting, like just crazy stuff. And um, like having seen that and then going to read this book 
like just kind of noticing the similarities, but also the differences to a point. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's just really interesting because it's like, you know, before kind of social media, like you hear the stories about the Olympic Village, but you don't really like know, I guess you could say. Right. So it's like being able to see it on TikTok, which is really eye opening, like to see what does the village look like? What's it like for the people that are there, especially with COVID going on? Like that made it even more interesting. Um, Did you not see Sean White's? I don't really watch. No. You don't watch winter? Well, I don't like to be fair. I don't watch a ton of Olympics to begin with. I will. If, oh, I love the Olympics. Like if it's on. I love the Olympics. And I remember that it's on, I'll watch it. Let me put it that way. Like if I know that it's going to be on, I'm probably going to turn it on. But I have a tendency uh, yeah. to forget. Like I don't watch a ton of TV to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, so like um, we watch a lot of Olympics. We watch both summer and um, winter Olympics. And so like we've actually been to not an actual while the Olympics were going on village, but we've actually been to a winter Olympic village. Yeah. I knew that um, in some places you can like tour them after the fact or even yeah. stay there. Like they repurposed them into something else. Yeah. So here's a little tidbit. Um, so um, North Tahoe in Cali, mm-hmm. Squaw Valley actually held the um, winter Olympics. Right. And you can actually go and ice skate that's where they had the hockey and the ice skating at. That's pretty cool. And they actually have one of the um, the podiums. And they're not like the podiums are today. They're just itty bitty boxes. <laughs> right. What they used to be. Um, yeah. And then um, they have the like on the skating rink, they actually still have the Olympic village, the Olympic rings like on the side, mm-hmm. even though it's an open thing. Right. And then not only that, but when you actually turn into Squaw, they actually have um, a cauldron that still has the flames. That's pretty Because cool. once your city holds the Olympics, you can still put the yeah. torch. I know, um, yeah. like Atlanta. Yeah. Because down, like, whenever they had it there, like, I've been in the park, uh-huh. like, the Olympic Park. I can't think of what it's called. Like, I don't think it's called Olympic Park. It's called something else. But it's, like, in downtown yeah. Atlanta, like, the, the mm-hmm. huge park that they have there. Like, I've right. been there. Right. But that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been in the – so, we've been to the one at Squaw, and then we went to the one in Salt Lake City. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I've been to those two. Um, but, yeah, I mean – so, to me, the Olympics are pretty cool. They are you know? really cool. It's just like I said, um, like, I don't watch a ton of TV, so I have a tendency yeah. to forget that stuff like that yeah. turns on. But like sometimes I'll turn because we have sling. Uh, I'll turn. Yeah, sling we on, actually recorded ours on. Like we actually recorded them. They have um like an Olympic channel actually where they yeah. re-show like some past Olympic stuff, and like I'll turn that on sometimes when I'm like there's yeah. absolutely nothing on, but I need background. I turn that on yeah. just to, and then I usually end up getting sucked into it, even though it's like I'm watching someone bike across like. Tokyo or whatever and I'm like this is the most boring thing I've ever watched because I'm not interested in cycling but it's still like interesting I can't look away like what the heck you know what I right. mean like one of those types right. of situations right so yeah it's, so it's right. like it's super interesting to you know like read a book right. about that um and to see a romance yeah. bloom out of it and everything um right so I've given you my big well real interest speaking of that <laughs> so um like you said you read it the first time, what, four years ago? Yeah, I think and it was the first in time I like read 2018 it. is when yeah, I think I read it. The first time I read it was in um, 2016, right? And so um, one of the what the fuck moments, right? What the hell um, was in two, 
I don't know if these are actual facts because I didn't look them up, but in the book, it actually says that in 20, when they did the 20, 2000 Olympics at Olympic Village, they gave out 70,000 condoms. That's actually in the blurb, I think. Or maybe not the number. That's what I'm saying. But like it talks yeah. about like, you know, they give, like, yeah. like give them out yeah. like candy or whatever. I feel like. Yeah. That's. Yeah. S- and then they said that like in. <laughs> They also said that um, at Sochi mm-hmm. and London, which were after, yeah. before Brazil, they gave out 100,000 condoms in Olympic Village. I can believe it. Like, And I was just like, dude, that's hilarious. Right? And then the other one that I thought was the other what the hell moment in this book was um, the Uber dong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically um, the German rugby team had this Uber dong. Um, and it shot condoms out. It instead of being t-shirts, they shot condoms out of a cannon, like a t-shirt like, cannon. It's like I'm not even surprised. <laughs> like, you know, right? Like, I like that's ingenious to a point, but I mean, it's, right? It's, you know, instead of well, then <laughs> only that though. But what cracks me up is that oh yeah, I can definitely see the Germans doing. Oh that. yeah, for sure. Out like, of everybody, Germans I can are totally the ones see. that would totally be launching prophylactics out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. And they'd probably be the ones that had a whole room dedicated to beer. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't try and figure out how to launch the beer with them. I know. Well, I actually thought about that too. But then I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, yeah, but if you try to launch a beer and it shakes it you up, then you can't really. Yeah, like you'd, you'd have to figure out you like know the what right I mean? way to do it. There's not really a good yeah. way, I don't think. But yeah. Yeah. But I, but I had to like literally... I put that in my notes, like, what the hell moments, like, for this particular book? And I even was cracking up. I can so totally believe it, though, just because, I mean, think about it. The antics, right? Yeah, like, especially after seeing so many TikToks, like, from last summer specifically, where they were kind of going on about it, like, yeah, like, it's, like, tender for Olympians. (laughs) Right, right. I'm totally on board with that. Well, I mean, I could totally understand that, though. So. Yeah. Okay. But with all that being said, so what's the thing about Freddy? So. Do you like him? Do you hate him? I do. Are you indifferent to okay, him? I do like him. I mean, honestly, like any guy with an accent. Like, you know, what's not the Well, yeah, love? he's British. Yeah. Like- right. And he's. <laughs> Yeah, and he's titled. Yeah, he and is he's titled. titled. So it's like you know he's like yeah, got the double whammy there. And I mean, reading right. his description, obviously he's not hard to look at either. So he's like the tri Right. He's rich, yeah. titled, and hot. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, okay. So I know I'm going to piss people off when I say this. Okay, <laughs> I'm not meaning to. So one of the so the Brazil Olympics was his third Olympics, mm-hmm. and he before. This book, he had already won 16 gold medals. He kind of made me think of like he's the Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, but cuter. Yeah, like Michael Phelps of Britain, but yeah. Yeah, but cuter. But um, the diver, but the diver that knits. Oh my gosh. No, I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of. Yeah, the diver that knits. Um, The UK diver, Tom Daly. Yes, okay. I was like, I know who you're talking about. I think I can even see them in my head. I just can't. Names. Yeah, like a Tom Daly. Yeah, I can see yeah, it. like a Tom Daly looking guy, but taller and a little bit more beefier, maybe. Yeah, I would agree with that. Since he swims instead of dives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, oh, Michael Phelps's body and wingspan with his head. 
Why? <laughs> just, I'm sorry. It just, <laughs> she got Michael Phelps. Just take his head off. <laughs> yeah, just take his head. He actually has gotten better looking the older he gets, so. Oh, and I, now that he's a dad, I was about to say, he's a little bit better like looking. that. And I'm sure being able to take a step back from your sport takes away a lot of that stress right. as well, because, like, right. obviously he was in peak physical condition to be able to oh, yeah. do all of that. But right. like when you're constantly having to do the training and all that stuff, like, you know, that has to take a toll on you. Like, oh, yeah, most definitely. It's like I it's mean, amazing when you take away stressors from people, just like how different they are, because it's like you never quite re- realize like how heavy that is for them until it's like, yeah, I'm just I'm not doing it anymore. I mean, type thing. So a very good example. Um, I just saw it the other day and it always reminds me of when you see like an incoming president at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave office, how much they've aged. It's like Obama. Like you can see the picture from when he started and when he left. Like he was pretty, right. pretty white and gray headed. Like you could see oh, yeah. like how his hair and then, darkened. So they actually just did one of President um, Zelensky. Mm-hmm. Of like he was, he had a he had a picture taken of him the day before everything went down, and then what it and looks then a like picture now. of him from this day, and I was like, it's crazy. Like it's it's, it's it aged him even insane. more. Yeah, like it's right, and that's why I'm like, you know, I feel like to a point you don't realize like how much that impacts athletes until it's like right. you get to see like what they look like when they don't have the stress of constantly training. Of being on top of their game all the time, starving themselves exactly, you know, like having their the, nutritionist. Exactly, yeah, like it's it's a completely right. different person almost. Um, oh my god, I can eat sugar and carbs. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. I could never be a, an elite athlete. I'm going to be honest. I enjoy sugar yeah. and carbs way too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. So what about you? Did oh. you like Freddie? I don't know. Um. Oh yes. Messi- oh, oh no. Oh, oh gosh. Like we we have a dissenter in the ranks. Yeah, no. Um No, I do enjoy Freddie. Um I did like his whole the reason why he does what he does. Mm-hmm, great. Um you know, here I'll just read my notes today because I can't think. <laughs> We're both struggling. It's just today, easier. To be it's just easier for me to read my notes. Um, so Freddie is mad about his family responsibilities, mm-hmm. but even he's hurt from losing his father and his brother within years of each other. And all he wants to do is swim. live his life and swim. That's all he wants yeah. to do. He doesn't want to have the family um, responsibilities because he wasn't supposed to have them in the first place. Yep. And so he's been thrust into this situation and he's doing the best he can. And so you find out later on, um, the deal he made with his mom in order for him to go to Brazil. Right. Um, he does have alpha hole characteristics. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like um, he's very dominant. He's very cocky. He's ruthless. He's sing- he, ha- he has single mindedness and he's attitude for days, you know, but on the other hand, once he falls, he's very, and sweet. in this case, yeah, once he falls and in this case, when he falls for Andy, he falls very fast and 100 percent, he's all in. yeah like there was no question that he was there for it it was andy that was like actually i'm not yeah. too sure about this guys like, right like- and then <laughs> you know with his ruthlessness right he's able to achieve all he's wanted you know he had this amazing olympic career 
You know, and plus he finally ends up getting Andy in the end. Yep. And on their terms and not on other people's terms. Yeah. Right. And then um then you just know whether you see it at the end of the book or not, you just know that they're gonna do well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I will say it's like kind of in the same vein of what you were saying, but not at the same time, like how you're talking about like a single mindedness and everything. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I really kind of dislike about Freddie is that mm -hmm. he is an ostrich with his head in the sand. And I say that because like how so like, you know, talking about how he wasn't supposed to get the title and because of circumstances, he ended up getting it when he had never plan to be that person um right and because he is so focused on swimming and that's pretty much all not that that's all he cares about but that is for him currently the most important thing he just kind mm -hmm. of sticks his head in the sand about everything else so like i'm gonna oh you mean his like family responsibilities minor spoiler alert like the whole betrothal thing like, that happened because his mom was putting pressure on him to, well, his brother was supposed to marry this person. So you should just step Correct. up and step into his shoes, literally, and also marry her. And Correct. he, I mean. Technically, he never agreed. Yeah, so it's like, he was like, can we please just table this until after Brazil? And his mom. But his mom went, behind went ahead guy, with it. Pretty much him just announcing at that point, he's like, well, it's already out there. It's not worth me raising a stink. I'm about exactly. to Brazil. So, like, I get why he chose to do that, but it still continued. Like, even after that, when she shows up and she creates those problems. Right. It's like, dude. Right. Read the fucking writing on right. the wall. Like, she's a goddamn snake. <laughs> like, what the right. heck? And, like, you're just going to, like, lay down and let this happen? Like, come on. You are, like, a titled yeah. person. Like, you know people. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, you just. So. Yeah. So, that's, that's yeah. for me, was the negative. Like, I just, I really, like, I get why it was written that way, but it was still. I actually have that as one of my bad about Freddie. Okay, so we're in I actually that. wrote, yeah, <laughs> I even wrote, even though technically he never agreed, he's betrothed to Carolyn while at the games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he has his 18-year-old sister, Georgie, who's still back in England, who's like his little spy, yeah. I guess. Right? And then the other thing that I said that was bad... um. And this is throughout the whole entire book because, you know, they meet by happenstance at a party. Yep. Right. And then they keep running into each other um, and stuff like that. And then they go to that club and get, get a little freaky. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like some of his and Andy's lack of communication or if they swallow their pride would have fixed a shit ton of their yeah, issues. Like, no, I 100% agree. Cause it's like, Andy doesn't want to rely on him. Understandably considering how things are going, like she doesn't want her shit rolled up in his, which is what everybody's telling right. her. Like you have to take care of yourself. And I 100% right. agree with that. But it's like, if you would just, both of you stop, have a right. conversation about like what is really going on and like not mm -hmm. keep things. Like if you're trying to actually start something here, why are we not communicating about it? Like, this is asinine. Like, I'm not saying a simple conversation right. would have fixed it, but. Well, no, not at all. 
Oh, God, miss me home. And Bacon Hold is please. now joining us. I know, right? Bacon alive and well. Hold on. Let me go fix. Uh, okay, we are back. Okay. Bacon is now out. With, yeah, with, Bacon's with her dad. So her dad just got home. Bacon was like, I'm I'm here too. Like, let me, let me be it's like, it. Whoops. I need to speak up. I didn't like what mom and Marianne was saying. <laughs> You're not allowed to have an opinion, Bacon. Um, no shit. Especially since she didn't read the book. Yeah, exactly. Like, get over yourself. You know? So, yeah, like, I mean, I think overall, like, the book is super well written. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of one of those, like, minor things that annoy me. Specifically, like I said about Freddie being, like, an ostrich with his head in the sand. And even, like, Andy, right. to a point, not being willing to advocate for herself. Right. But I also think that was super authentic because how often do you see women that don't advocate for themselves, especially in situations like this? You know what I mean? Well, most definitely that's true. But, you know, you also have um, people from Scoring Wilder, you know, her teammates mm-hmm. and her and the coach from Scoring Wilder who are show up in this book and they're like, you know what? We're not going to tell you not to get into a relationship because we all got into relationships while we were exactly like, like yeah, gearing like, up for the Olympics. It's kind of hard for them but, to cast stones on that one. <laughs> but they were also there as her biggest supporters. Is like you know what we're all for you having you having your a romance and everything getting fun. But you also got to think of what happens. You know after. what do you want? out of your career do you want just this fling and then go on about your business but if he's wanting more then what are you willing to sacrifice compromise on sacrifice whatever the case may be to have this happen and if you do sacrifice this will you ultimately resent the person you do it for yeah so you know what i mean and so like a lot of people have to make this decision all the time and it's like how do you how do you find that balance and that was something that exactly. i enjoyed because like you said like a lot of people every day make these choices like i've had similar choices in my past i'm pretty sure you have as well oh, so yeah. it's like seeing that mirrored in fiction is always really good because i think it makes it more authentic and it makes it easier for us to connect exactly. as well to andy and freddie to a point because he also has to decide like what is he willing to live with at this point right um yeah that. Because even he had to, like you said, he even had to come to that realization, you know, and he was willing to give up everything, which was kind of cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was actually kind of cool that he was willing to do that because most You don't usually see that. It. Yeah. Like you don't, like it's always mm-hmm. my way, the highway type thing. Yeah. Especially an alpha hole. Yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, alpha holes don't do that because then you want to be an alpha yeah, exactly like that that detracts so like it, it right that whole side softens him a little bit like it it makes that alpha hole-esque-ness of him whatever yeah like a little bit more palatable because he's not like you right. know, sometimes you just read the over the top ones where you're just like oh my fucking right. god and he's obviously not one which is a good thing correct because we all correct. want that little bit of an alpha but not one that you're just like my god like i can't with you right. today and right now exactly <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so what about the book did you like, enjoy, indifferent? I think the way Gray, like, wove the sport 
into the story was really good mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, when you read a sports romance, either it's like sports adjacent and that it's not mentioned at all, or it's so heavily in the sport that if you're not familiar with what's going on, you're like, I have no clue. Like, I don't know what, what you mean by this. I don't follow the sport. I read sports romance because I mm-hmm. like sports romance, but that doesn't mean that I understand right. all the intricacies of football, the hockey, sport. whatever. Right. And so like, I liked that the way she wrote it was like, you knew they were athletes. It was a part of the story. And in a way, I guess that sport was kind of its own character. Um, right. But it wasn't written in such a way that I couldn't follow what was happening when Freddie was racing and Andy was on the field or the pitch, I guess I should say. Um, yeah, the pitch. Playing soccer. Like I could follow it enough and I could feel enough with them for their highs and lows to be there, right. you know what I mean? Like get it and right. all that stuff. So like, I, I really enjoy that, which is I, one thing I will say about RS Gray's sports stuff. Usually she writes it on that level where it's enough that you get it and you can enjoy it, but not so much that you're like, my God, please dial it back a little right. bit. Right. Right. So I actually kind of along the same lines as you, I, literally I'm just reading my notes today because I just can't, you know, but I also read this before cocky gamer oh yeah so it's been a little while (laughs) so it's been a minute so it's been a minute since i read it um so what i liked about it was the absolute different take on a sports romance Mm -hmm. right because not only is it set for the olympics but it's also like you said not a typical sport that people see yeah like it it hits all the sports romance highs and lows. Right. Um, but it's not but it's not football, hockey is like the yeah, two most exactly. popular sports romance ones there are right. is football and exactly. hockey. Exactly. And so it's really nice yeah. that it picked up on soccer and swimming. Yeah. Um, another thing I like that um I have read many of her books before. Um, like I actually look back and the first time I read Scoring Wilder was in two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, oh, damn, I'm kind of old. Anyway, but um, I do enjoy her books. I think her books are really well written, and this is no exception. Agreed. Right? But I did enjoy that she brought Kinsley, Becca, and Liam back. That is from Scoring Wilder. Something that, like, I really enjoy about her books in general. Like, they're all pretty much standalones, minus, like, the Scoring Wilder and these Summer Game books. Most of her books are standalones. But... You get to see a lot of other characters from those standalones. Right. So, like Georgie gets her own book. I think it's called A Place in the Sun. Yes, um, and I actually have that in that. And so, as of the time when this book was out, it hadn't been written yeah, yet. But it was that going came to come out, out like a like what two or three years after this one did. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I was like, Georgie was awesome. Got her own book coming. A Place in the Sun. Yeah, is what I wrote. And then, um, like it's just like you like a lot of authors do now, I guess, like you get to see kind of revisit quote unquote those characters. And like, I always enjoy that, especially on authors that are some of my favorites. Like R.S. Gray is one of my favorites. Right. So it's like, you said right. like, you know, you get to read Scoring Wilder and then you right. get to revisit them. Even though you don't get to see them t- interacting a lot together, you get, do get to see each of them separately and together. Sometimes. Exactly. And like, it's kind of nice because like, it's, oh, you're an old friend type thing. Like exactly. bringing it full circle. Oh. Did we forget to tell everybody that it was like alternating POVs in this book? I didn't. I think it, we did, but I mean, yeah, yeah, 
So there you go. It's alternating POV. So you get Freddy's perspective and Andy. Yeah, and those are the only two. There's no more than them. Just just those two. Yeah, just those two. So what did you not like about the book? I actually wrote something for you, actually. I mean, I already said I didn't really enjoy the whole Freddy with an ostrich. (laughs) With his head in the sand. Well, so too bad you can't actually see what my screen said because I'm going to quote myself here. Marianne will hate the cheating aspect, but was it really... See, I I don't really consider it cheating. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what it's like. I mean, yes, like it is there, but I don't consider it cheating considering we as readers do know that he is not really with the girl that he is betrothed to. And so for me, it makes it okay in my mind because we know he's not really with her. And in the book world... When it's happening, he is only with Andy. So, like that, not even an issue for me. Like, that didn't even cross my mind until you said something. (laughs) I mean, like, it makes me feel a little scuzzy. Like, even though we are aware that they're not really together, when you read Andy's perspective and she is unaware currently, like, of what the actual deal is, like, that's super uncomfortable, which I think is a mark of a really good writer. Because while we do know, we know that she doesn't know. And like when she kind of has that realization that, oh, he's engaged and the girl has shown up now and she feels like she's been lied to and let on and like all this stuff, like you can't help but like feel for her. And so in that respect, it's very uncomfortable. Um, But not in a, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening right now. He's freaking cheating on her type thing. No, I actually did write that, though. I mean, that was my thing. I was like, hmm, that wasn't really, you know. I mean, I did, I did like the conflict in the book, but I did think Caroline was a psycho. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I didn't really, I don't think she really needed that psychoness to her in the book, you know. Um I think she could just be a small psycho, not as big a psycho as she (laughs) was. She came out as being completely bonkers at the end, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You know, um, because every time, like, they went out to eat in the UK, well, every time they went out to eat in London, he never realized why there was always photographers. Well, then he finds out, oh, she called them all. She let everybody know. Which makes sense. She let all, (laughs) yeah, that she let all the society pay birds know all this stuff even when they're in rio she did the exact same thing yeah you know she was telling the paparazzi all this stuff just so they can be seen together because she's a and i'm like gold digging whore. She, she's a gold digging whore um but i mean i did like i mean i didn't think she had to be that much of a psycho with the whole thing with the pregnancy get, at the end exactly Right. That, that was just like, that was just like, are you seriously? You don't have to be that much of a psycho. But I'm wondering too, beast. like, if that was written in because it was like, let's take it that one step further to make it seem like right. implausible to a point because it right. does seem so implausible. But the sad thing is, like, that happens a lot. Like, people trying to. Right. And so, like, as implausible as it is, like, I still kind of enjoy the salaciousness of it. Like, it's just, it's so implausible that it's almost plausible. And I just really enjoy, like, the whole, like, my God, Freddie, like, come on, get off your ass. Like, we all know she's well, lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But then it was even, you know, like right before he got to Rio, he was like, well, shit, there was that one night when we were drinking and he's like, well, shit, it could, it could happen. Have, yeah. Because he doesn't you know, what know I'm saying? she obviously is not going to tell him that he didn't have sex. Exactly. I mean, and then he finally figures out, he's like, what the? No. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, just her aspect of being uber psychoness was just like, seriously, dude. I mean, I get entrapment. I get it. But really but yeah. i know that's just a petty, petty a petty yeah. yeah it was just and i might have just been in that mood that day to where i'm like i can't with the psycho I'm, today you know i just can't with psychos today bacon probably like ate five pieces of paper <laughs> plus like you know you know what i mean yeah. there's certain days when you're just Extra. like today she ate styrofoam and paper towels and i'm just like I hate you, you know? I love you, but I and hate then you. So, yeah, so if I read something about a psycho, I'm just like, oh, I'm just over it. <laughs> not today, psycho. <laughs> yeah, not today, Satan. All right, so would you recommend this book to people and why? I mean, obviously, it's a yes for me because I am sports romance Yeah, but you're a huge, yeah, like, Sports yeah. romance aficionado. Yeah. But besides yeah. that, like, I really enjoy R.S. Gray's books. I will say, like, some of her more recent stuff I haven't enjoyed as much. Um, and I don't know if that's I just, more of a me thing. Like, you know how I sometimes get in my moods. And if I'm not in the right mood yes. to read something, then I'm not going to enjoy it if I try and make myself read something. So I have not read her most right. recent release. And I don't know that I read the one before it either. Um, I did. I think I actually read. Um, hold on. I have it right here. I'm all looking. Go ahead. Keep talking. But, so, while like, while some of her more recent stuff I've not enjoyed nearly as much, like her earlier stuff, like Scoring Wilder, and then the Summer right. Games, and Georgie's book, and then, like, the Julian LaFray one or whatever. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, pretty much all the other earlier ones are just phenomenal. Like, legitimately, like, her books are great. They're usually so well-written really well thought out plot like there's just so many good things about them that like I feel like they're kind of like that perfect example of a contemporary romance that's funny but not like over the top funny right so like I feel like anybody would be making a really good decision to read any of her stuff just about because it's it's usually very consistent with being so well written with just such a well thought out plot line so you can't really Mm -hmm. go wrong in my opinion right um so like i oh my god i got a lot of them on my freaking kindle i'm really ridiculous um so the last one i read other than um summer games both of those and scoring wilder because as everyone knows i have to series try and read the series because i'm a weirdo yep right um I actually bought His Royal Highness, and I haven't read that one, and that's, like, one of her newer ones. I don't think I've read that one. Like, so I remember I read the Prince Charming yeah. one. Yeah. And then I read the baller, like, the quarterback and the something, the nanny and the mm-hmm. quarterback or what? I can't think of what it's called. Um, like, I read that one, and that's one of the last ones I remember reading, just because, like, that one oh, with yeah. the nanny or the whatever and the quarterback, I did not love that one as much i can't remember why now because i read it like right after it first came out and i don't know that i oh, yeah. read one after that that's so that's what i'm trying to remember like i don't know that yeah. i've read her most recent releases 
I read one. Oh, I know. I just read one and I actually um, took notes because I thought, oh, we'll probably read it on the um, on the program. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I actually wrote it. I actually did it. um, And now it's not on my archives. So it's like on the other page. I'm not going to go look for it because (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, it's too much work today. I'm just not in the mood, you know? Um, But I would actually, oh, God dang it. I'm so stupid today. Um, Here we go. Back to my notes. I would actually recommend this book to anyone. Um, It's one of those very easy reads. You can probably read it depending on how fast you read a day, maybe two, maybe two weeks. If you can only read like 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Like Um, I would agree. They're super fast reads usually. Yeah. Um, Not only is it a very easy read, it's very humorous. Mm -hmm. Obviously it has an uber dong on it that's absolutely freaking hilarious i mean a a t-shirt gun throwing out condoms i mean dude you wouldn't want one of those you know like especially in that type of setting can you imagine doing it like a rock concert or at a bieber concert (laughs) parents would probably die they'll be like oh my god my son you know what i mean um But like I said, it's very easy to read. It does have humor to it, which is always a plus, especially if you need a break in between angsty type stuff. And it also has a little bit of angst. Mm -hmm. But not like so much that you're like. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not overwhelming. I would. It's not a dark. I would classify it as like everyday angst. Exactly. I find a lot of her books have like heroes and heroines that find themselves in situations that are every day for lack of a better way to put it. Like you could see Joe Schmo next door having almost the exact same issues, but it's not boring because they are everyday issues. Like she writes them in such a way that they're still interesting and you get invested. So like, that's a really good thing. It's like an everyman type thing. Yeah. It's like relatable to, Yes. Each person having it. It's like yesterday um, I was walking in my jeans and my heel got stuck in my jeans and I almost tripped and ate it. I'm really glad. You know, that type I know, right? (laughs) And the crazy thing is I didn't even have heels on. It was just my heel. Well, because I have like wide leg (laughs) jeans almost like, yeah, they are wide leg jeans and my heel got stuck and I almost ate it and I was like, and Murphy's like, how much have you had to drink? And I'm like, Nothing. I've just one had, glass. I just had water. I go, one glass. <laughs> and he goes, maybe you need to lay off. <laughs> no doubt. You know, I was like, shut up. You know, okay. So, Freddie, it's time. You got a rating. I, I'm really torn. Like, I kind of, as bad as it sounds, I kind of want to do like a six or a seven. Oh, really? I did six and a half. Like, and I was thinking like a kind of a six and a half. And it's only because he doesn't grow his balls until almost too late. Right. Right. Like up, like everything else with him, spot on, right. which you love in a hero. But the fact that he is unwilling to essentially live his life. Right. Because of. I mean, I get it, like his familial obligation, but the fact that he's like unwilling to at least put his foot down and be like, I get that, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever, but right. I am not them. 
we have to figure out a way for me to step into the role and not be Henry, his brother. Um, Right. And so, like, it's for that reason that I I really ding him because, like, that is a little unattractive. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean. Like, what are you going to be like later? (laughs) You know, and so, like, I guess you can equate it to the current situation in the UK. Mm-hmm. You know, with what happened with Harry leaving, you know what I'm saying? And how he's just like, you know, I grew up with this whole lifestyle and now I'm just shitting on it. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, and forging his own path, even yeah. though people are like, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. But each person's got to do what they think is best, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and luckily, though, Harry has William who can be that person. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but at least he's able. So I, that's one of the reasons why I did Friday as much, like at least or as much as I did is because basically what you're saying, you know, and then not only that, but even some of the antics that he did mm-hmm. to be with Andy. Yeah. You know, like setting him up at different parties. You know, like when he set up that party and then she shows up and nobody's there. Yeah, like that was kind of cute, I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's doing these hijinks type stuff, right? He's being a manipulator, but to a, for a certain end. Yeah. He's not like a Carter manipulator. Yeah. Oh, I might have to reread that. I haven't read that in a no, while. No, I've been thinking Sorry. also. I've been thinking I need to reread on that one. So, yeah, I'm thinking I have to reread that one. I haven't read it in a while. That one or Born on the Bridge. I haven't read that in a while either. <laughs> you know. Okay. Sounds like so, reread coming. <laughs> I know. So, I'm actually excited about the next book we're going to read. So, what are we going to read yes. next time? So, the next book is... I'm excited! Another historical, which we all know is hit or miss on me. So, we're going to see what happens. But it is Whitney, My Love by Judith Judith McNaught, right? Okay. Yes. I was like, I was trying yes, to... Yes, I didn't yes, look yes, it up, yes, but yes, I was yes. like, I feel like it's Judith yeah, McNaught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's um, book two. Well, it's actually book one, but book two because a, a prequel comes later. Um... Yeah, uh, the Westmoreland series yep. dynasty. So, yeah. I mean, I am kind of excited, so excited. to read it. Like, not going to be like, not going to lie or anything about that. Like, I am right. kind of excited to give it a read just to see how much I do or do not enjoy it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm excited because we're also going to be reading two different editions. Oh yes. Yeah. So, like, I'm reading the ebook edition that is currently on Kindle. Um, Correct. Because I actually, and I yeah. am reading. Yeah, and I'm actually reading uh, my mass paperback of it that I've had for a very for, long time. <laughs> for a very long time. Very for long a very time. long time. I mean, it's like literally the cover is like Falling coming off. off yeah. So I have to re yeah, I have to re glue it right um, because um, in the ebook she re- supposedly she's removed a scene. Yep. And so we're going to compare that. We're going to see if the scene right? is there or not. Exactly. And then another thing of it, um, if people follow, what's that shit you guys follow all the time? The book talk? What is it? Book talk, yeah. On TikTok. Is it book talk? On TikTok, yeah. Yeah. Um, This book, if anyone follows all the llama drama of authors. (laughs) There's so much. um, 
I know. Oh my god. So much crap has happened in the last couple of weeks, and I'm just like, vomit. That's how a lot of people um, feel, to be honest. R- really? Well, thank God. Um, but I do feel bad about the Amazon thing. I need to go and sign that, yes. but I don't do that anyway, so I don't worry about it because that's just being a tool, you know. We can talk Sorry. more off air on that one because I have I have information yes. to tell you on that one. So soapbox. But this particular book was in a scandal. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody very probably is aware of said scandal. So yeah, but we're not going to mention such scandal because that's not what it's about. We're just saying the book was in a scandal and go from there. So I'm excited for the next book to see A, if you enjoy it. No, A, if you finish it. <laughs> B, if I enjoy it. B, if you enjoy it. Yeah. You'll have to see. I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful that I'll finish it in one go, but we'll see. Yeah. If not, you'll just do a DNF and then you'll have to go and retry and finish it again. <laughs> we shall and see. And then give everyone an update. We shall see. We shall you see. You know? So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you having patience with us because, again, we are a smidgen late on this one. Um, but, again, life. It's okay. Like, I'm literally still sitting yeah. in an empty house. I don't have anything except for the right. bed that I'm sitting on um, and two barstools. And so like, you know, life kind of has taken a little bit of precedence. However, we are hoping to kind of get back in the swing of things, get, settled. get our stuff yeah. back the way it used to be so that we can right. continue to deliver the yeah. naughty talks, I guess, that when we talk exactly. about the books. So thank you yeah. again for joining. We appreciate it so much. If you have any comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear them. You can go to our website, www.bookboozefriends.com and submit to our um, form that we have up there for any of the, <laughs> the word escaped me right there, honestly. I'm telling you, it's one of those days, um, you know? You can submit to the form. We have it where you can either submit a book or you can submit an author because we are looking at some different special episodes where we kind of bring authors on. And chat with them yep. about their books and everything. So we'd love to hear some recommendations from people on who they'd like to hear from. Um, yep. Or you can always just shoot us an email at bookboozefriends.com. At bookboozefriends.com. At bookboozefriends at gmail.com. And that's spelled, obviously, the same way that the podcast is titled. So there we go. So Whitney, my love, we're reading a historical. Please let us know if you have comments, questions, all that stuff. We love hearing from you. Otherwise, that's it. We are signing off. Thank you for joining. Laters.